You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, High Art, Low Art. Hello. Great news for Johnny. Oh, hey, Gregor. I got us the gig of a lifetime. You got us... You're going to be performing for the opening of a hardware store. Gregor... Dressed uh, as a plunger, doing a little soft shoe, singing The Candyman, your signature song. Gregor, I'm not doing a store opening. That's ridiculous. It's not like you're going to be there by yourself. I'm going to be there, too. You're going to be performing with me? I'm going to be emceeing the show, dressed in a tux. They're going to give me a big novelty pair of scissors that I cut the ribbon with. Oh, very nice. You get to dress in a tuxedo. I'm dressed as a plunger. Sammy Davis Jr. didn't turn up his nose at that, and neither should you. Look, Gregor, I don't know where you get these ideas, okay? I'm not a song and dance man. You don't sing. You don't dance with a plunger on your head. What is it that you do do? My aspirations are a little loftier than that. You know, I'm I'm sort of an artist. You know what I mean? You know what you have in common with an artist? What? You make me want to cut my own ears off, like Vincent van Gogh. What is so wrong if I want to make art? You know, if I have integrity. What are you going to put on your paintbrush, Mr. Artist? Your tears? Your starvation tears? No, I... You know what, Johnny? You're pulling a Harpo on me. What's a Harpo? Harpo. Harpo Marx. From the Marx Brothers. You mean the trio of brothers and they made funny movies in the 30s and 40s? Yeah, those Marx Brothers. The most important three men to ever contribute to the world of comedy, yes. Right, right. There there was Groucho, Chico, and Harpo. Yeah, well, you're just like Harpo. Well, no, hang on a second. Harpo was the silent one that honked a horn. That's right. Now, Harpo, he wanted to be an artist. He had all these big, fancy ideas. He wanted to make serious movies. He wanted to make art house movies. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. He wasn't happy just playing the harp and dancing around and making children's laugh, which, by the way... Children's laughter is supposed to be worth more than gold. You don't have to tell me anything about the value of children's laughter. Tell me the truth. Do you get irritated when you hear the sound of children's laughter? No, I like the sound of children's laughter. Does it make your ears bleed? No, who doesn't like the sound of children's laughter? I don't know. Monsters, you. That's why I say you're pulling a Harpo. Because he was a ruiner, like you're a ruiner. No, he wasn't a ruiner. He He tried to ruin the greatest comedy brotherhood that ever lived. And Chico... Chico saved the day. He was the glue between the brothers. The Chico who played the piano and talked with the Italian voice. Yeah, he talked like, what's the matter you, you big stupid? He talked like that. He was the one who always talked Harpo down when he was getting too highfalutin with his artsy ideas. And I'll tell you something else. If it hadn't have been for Chico, there wouldn't have been any Marx Brothers. And no children ever would have laughed again. The end. You know, I wonder what it would have been like if we were the Marx Brothers. What are, you, what are you doing? We're getting in the Wayback Machine. We're going to be the Mox Brothers. Wait, what are you talking about? Quiet, you're ruining it. Could you stop doing that? It's ridiculous. Would you stop it? I'm flashing us back. You have the power to do that. Deploy, Chico. Activate Harpo. For whose benefit are you doing that? Cue the old-timey sound effect. Dear Chico... I hope Hawaii is treating you well. I just finished speaking with our brother Groucho, and I'm in a terrible state. I brought up the subject of moving away from ha-ha funny movies towards a more cerebral and artistic cinema. I also brought up the subject of my getting more lines. It did not go well. Now I know why Mom named you Hoppo, he said. Because you won't stop hopping. I reminded him that it was he, not our blessed mother, who baptized me Harpo, and that my real name is Adolf. Groucho Chico and Adolf, he said, puffing on that stinky cigar of his. That'd have him rolling in the aisles. Chico, what am I supposed to do? Metro-Golden-Mayer promised me that a night at the opera was going to be a documentary about Don Giovanni, and that I'd get to narrate. 
but as you well know, it instead turned out to be a movie in which I eat my own necktie. Let's try to spread our intellectual wings and make real films, not just cartoons. Look at what a serious and political work of art like The Great Dictator did for Chaplin's career. If I have to spend the next 20 years honking a horn and making silly faces, please just kill me now. Sorry to bother you with all this during your Hawaiian vacation. Hope you're having fun in the sun while my artistic spirit withers and dies. Fraternally. Harpo. Harpo, I understand your plight. I understand your humiliation at wearing the wig, the raincoat, and all the other signifiers of idiocy you must endure. But recall, you're a clown, which, by the way, is a noble tradition going all the way back to Pagliacci. And know, too, that the mask we wear when we tread on the boards is just that, a mask. And we all wear masks, my brother. In your case, I think this may not be such a bad thing, either. If you think you're suffering indignity, recall that Groucho will make me talk like this. The Italian-American community is so up in arms that I risk getting my head torn off if I dare set foot in Little Italy. So what am I supposed to do when I'm in the mood for a plate of lasagna? Go to Italy? So you have a castle in Brentwood, drivers, a pool, adoring female fans, and from what? Breaking rocks in the hot sun? No. Honking a horn and eating the occasional light bulb. But you want to be an artist? Well, it's like I always say. If a frog had a wings, he no bump of his ass on the ground. Do you capiche me? Chico. Chico. I don't mean to sound like an ingrate. Laughter's fine. As Nietzsche wrote, we should call every truth false which was not accompanied by at least one laugh. But being funny with words is one thing. Placing your hand over an open flame to cook a fried egg on it, which I remind you I did in our last movie, without a stunt double, is quite another. I know, I know, I'm whining again. But a while ago I decided to take action and find other artistic outlets. Do you remember the production of Ibsen's Dollhouse I directed for the Friars Club fundraiser? After opening night, I asked Groucho what he thought of it. I didn't like it, he said. But then I saw it under adverse conditions. The carton was up. His name shouldn't be Groucho. It should be Bastardo. My soul is rotting. Harpo. Hey, Meatball, you know what makes Rin Tin Tin a movie star while a dump truck full of dogs gets put to sleep every day at the city pound? You give up? Nothing, that's what. The only reason Rin Tin Tin eats the finest sirloin out of a golden bowl every night is that he's smart enough to know a good thing. And yes, I'm saying you are stupider than a dog. For a smart guy, you sure are a dummy. Your bro, Chico. Oh, and P.S. Maybe that rotting soul of yours is why our trailer always starts to smell like Atlantic City on garbage day whenever you enter the room. Have yourself looked at it. It's disgusting. Chico. I should be so lucky to be Rin Tin Tin. Rin Tin Tin is a regular Sir Henry Irving compared to me. My problem is I didn't have anyone who believed in me. Do you remember when I self-published that pamphlet on the life of Degas? 
Do you remember what Groucho said? From the moment I picked up your book until I laid it down, I was convulsed with laughter. Someday I might even read it. Then he told me that the next time I see him, I should remind him not to talk to me. The only difference between me and Degas is that Degas had brothers who believed in him. Harpo. Dear Harpo, I don't think you're right. In fact, I'd say you're wrong. Dead wrong. Wrong and stupid. Do you think an unrepentant skirt chaser like you would be getting to date the women you do if you were an artist? Okay, time to take out the heavy artillery. Do you remember our vaudeville days? Now, do you remember the night you decided to favor the audience with an impromptu reading from Goethe's Young Werther? And do you remember the steady rain of rotten legumes being lobbed at your face and neck? Or what the theater critic for the New Hampshire Gazette wrote? He said Adolf Marx performed beautiful pantomime, which was ruined whenever he spoke. Let me spell it out. People just don't like you when you talk. When you talk, you're a pompous windbag. When you keep your mouth shut and you honk your horn, you're magic. Your brother who loves you, Chico. Chico. Do you remember when I was a kid and I first started taking my harp lessons and they told me I had my harp tuned all wrong? Do you remember what I told them? I said, maybe everybody else is tuning their harps wrong. You get me, Chico? If I know I can act, if I know I'm an artist, then to hell with what everyone else thinks, and to hell with all the riches, fame, and women in the world. You and Groucho can count me out of your future buffooneries. Harpo. for Mr. Marx, Mr. Harpo Marx. Stop. Please find enclosed a ticket to Honolulu. Stop. I've met a set of triplets, local girls. Stop. We can mount a production of the Three Sisters at the next luau. Stop. One of them even says she's got a thing for quiet, funny guys. Stop. Also, she cooks a brisket to die for, just like Mama used to make, except with pineapple. Stop. Yours in brotherhood, Chico. Stop. Chico, I will accept your ticket. As Brother Groucho might quip, you say Hawaii, I say Hawaii not. But make no mistake, I am offended. You may concentrate on the baser impulses in life, but I am not you. So understand that when I say I am going to be on the next flight out, it is only because of my love of Chekhov and brisket. Of the triplets, I presume they are attractive enough to perform the Russian master's work. If it is necessary for the play, I will even stoop to your level and rub coconut oil on them if that's what it takes to bring the characters to life. But unlike you, I still believe in the power of art. And even as I make haste to the airport, it is this belief, and this belief alone, that sustains me. Your brother, Harpo. All right, young man. What's your name? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean your full name. Hmm. 
Easy, the Sunset Box. <laughs> don't you... Don't you recognize his name, Frank? This is Harpo Mark. So, Josh, what do I owe the pleasure of this visit to the studio? Well, it's just, you know, I haven't seen you in a long time, and I, you know... What do you want? John, you know how I just came into a little bit of cash? Uh Uh-huh. I bought a canteen truck. You know, like those taco trucks that drive around? They go to Yeah, they go to construction sites and and places of employment, and they... At lunchtime, you know, and they sell stuff. Food for lunch. What's in the bag? Who's hungry? Have you had lunch? Uh, yes or no? I haven't, actually. I was just about to go for lunch. Do you, Do you wanna... like Twinkies? I enjoy Twinkies. Good, because that's what I got right here in the bag. Did you really? That's fantastic. Yeah, there you go. You got here. Josh, what's going on? This isn't a Twinkie. People don't want the unknown at lunch, right? They want a certain – they have a comfort level with certain types of foods. Am mm-hmm. I right? Yeah, that's true. So by taking these brand names, I'm giving the people what they want. But I can't afford to give the people what they want, so I give them what I want, more accurately what I can afford. And, and thus the monstrosity in a bag I'm looking at that, that you dared call a Twinkie. I call it a Stanky, actually. Actually, I believe you called it a Twinkie. And, and I didn't even know that you cooked. Well, I don't. Uh-huh. So, you know, this is more an experiment in, in food chemistry rather than cooking. And to be frank, I think I've done a really bang-up job of it, and I need you to test it for me. Are you really serious about this? Come on. This is now who I am. I'm the canteen dude. You're going to drive around from construction site to construction site, and you're going to be selling these these ridiculous, uh, inedible concoctions that you've concocted. Well, John, have you ever met a drug dealer? What drug dealers do is they give away a bit of the product free at first. Is that so? In order to hook you. Right. So I won't be selling it at first. I'll be giving it away. Free stankies for everybody. But then after that, the price of stankies goes rapidly up. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is I want to create what I call stank demand, a stankonomy, if you will, a, a, a false stankonomy. And, and then pretty soon, you know, it's going to be the hippest thing around at the factory, and I'm going to get a lot of large uh, men, strong, burly men, eager to fill their lunch pails with my moist stankies. All right. Okay, fine. So what, what, what do you want to do here? Shall, shall I try one of your stankies? Is that what... Fine. Let's start off with the stankies. Okay. All right. Okay, hang on a second. This heavy ball of... uh, It's the ball of dough from the middle of a pizza, you know, that keeps the top of the box off the pizza. And it's stuffed with custard and uh, vinaigrette, a light vinaigrette. And and how did you get so many of these balls? I order a lot of pizza. So please, uh, uh, a votre appetit. Okay, here we go. Wait. Yeah? You can't just eat it. You have to soak it in water. You have to soak it in... Well, you don't have to soak it in water. It's just you'll break your teeth. Where are they going to get – how are they going to start soaking them at, at the job site? I'm going to have a big barrel of water outside. So each person who comes up to the canteen gets their stanky and then dips it in the barrel. And as the water becomes more flavored, right, over time, the more stankies are dipped into and rehydrated, the more flavorful they become. So the last man in the stank line is the lucky man. And then the stank water is used in the preparation of tomorrow's soup. I see. All right. And, and the circle of okay, life well, continues. I, it's like a okay, sourdough. Josh, d- I can't eat this thing. Don't fret, my dear fellow. I have a pre-soaked stank oh, for do you. you. I, I, know, I know that you're a delicate soul okay. who, who has no patience. All right. So he, here you go. All right. Oh. 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 It's yeah. so hard. Moans of pleasure. No, no, Josh, it's so hard. Look, John, I, I'm not making, uh, you know, haute cuisine That here. is really vile. But is it tasty vile? No. 
No, it isn't. Does it have any flavor? A terrible flavor. I'm going to take some notes here. Do you feel dizzy? Do you feel angry? Okay, what else do you have? John, do you like ho-hos? Sure. I'm glad to hear that because what I've done is I've created a ho-ho called the ho-ho-ho. Ho you go. Again, I mean, it looks completely, it's very unappealing. Put, put it in the water. You have to put this in the water also? Well, you don't because I know you're impatient. I have a soaked one for you. Here you a go. A soaked ho-ho. Oh, which I'm thinking of calling a soho for the artsy types when I park outside the art galleries. Here you go. All right. Oh, Josh. Really get the juice out. Oh. Too much bouillon? Not enough bouillon? You know what, John? I, I, I realize now I've made a grave error. I've given you the opportunity to introduce your bias. And you know what? That was a mistake of mine, a tactical mistake, and I'm going to rectify that right now. We're, we're going to do a blind taste test, okay? And that way, you're not going to know what I'm giving you, and therefore... Oh, I'll know you what can't... you're giving me because I'll be able to smell it from across the room. Okay, so we're going to need this, obviously, okay? Here's a blindfold. I'm going to blindfold... And, and, you... Well, why are you carrying around a blindfold? You just came up with this taste test idea. I don't pry into your personal life. Just put on the blindfold. Okay. John, do you mind if I film this with my iPhone? I want to be able to sort of see reactions. Yeah, that, that's, that's fine. Right, there are two beverages, okay? One is Coca-Cola. The other is Josh Ajola. Sounds refreshing, right? Not, not really. So this first one, I'm not going to tell you what it is, obviously. Here you go. Give it a try. Uh, see, that's very refreshing. Yes, obviously, that was a nice cold glass of Coca-Cola. Don't be so sure, my friend. Well, it's Coca-Cola, Josh. Josh, you cannot make Coca-Cola. Oh, really? Try the second beverage, and I bet you, you won't be able to tell the difference. All right. See, now, I'm tilting this, and, and, and it's, you see, it's very slow going. It's not... Be patient, Padawan. Oh, wait. Here, oh, here. Okay, here it comes. Mm -mm. You know what? The texture's a little bit weird, but actually, that's, that's not so bad. Uh, what what's in this? Mm. Baby oil and molasses. Oh, jo Josh! What you don't like molasses? Josh, do you actually think that you're going to make money selling this stuff? Of course not. I made a bet with Howard that I could get you to drink baby oil. I've been filming all this on my phone. I'm going to be putting it on my Facebook page. Look, you hungry, pal? I'm I'm no longer hungry. Uh, you won't be keeping any of that food down. So let's go get you some real food. Josh, I, I'm feeling kind of queasy. Whatever you do, don't close your eyes. Just keep walking. N maybe I should get medical attention. Listen to you media types. Always with the attention. You want attention. Pay attention to me. I need medical attention. Well, where do you want to go? I don't know. I'm sure there'll be someplace to stop on the way to the emergency room. Come on. I'll drive. Well, at least I'll get to ride in the canteen truck. John, there there is no canteen truck. <laughs> Hello. Hey, John. Hey, how? How are you doing? Fine, fine. I heard from Josh all recently. I'm trying to get in touch with the guy. Yes, I had the pleasure of his company earlier today. He came by my studio. How long ago was that? I mean, I don't know, a couple hours ago. Okay, I'm working for him. I'm here on the street. I'm handing out flyers for his canteen business, and I really got to get in Wait, touch. Wait, hang on a second. Howard, Josh doesn't have a canteen business. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got this canteen business, and I'm out here. No, 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 Howard, there is no canteen. He told me that he just came up with that canteen thing for, for a bet that he had with you. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. I have about 1,500 flyers here with a full menu for Wait. what he's selling in his canteen. I'm trying to get in touch with him. There's a very blatant typo. He misspelled stankies with a Q. Okay, Howard, I don't know what Josh told you, but there are no stankies. There's I've no- eaten them. I'm getting paid in the stankies. I love those things. Well, you're telling me this is not a real thing. You're telling me that this whole thing is a ruse. Yes, that's right, Howard. You're telling me that Josh made me go out and print up a thousand flyers plus oh, that for Josh. his fake canteen at my expense. Well, your expense, rather. Wait, what do you mean my expense? We'll talk about it later. Wait, and wait. here I am in the hot sun in a chicken suit passing out these flyers. Wait, wait, and wait. this is all a joke. What did you say? I've handed out flyers. You're wearing a chicken suit right now? Jonathan. There's no restaurateur in his right mind that has any kind of business promotion that does not involve dressing up in some kind of mascotty kind of thing. Right. That's how Wolfgang Puck got his start, in a chicken outfit. All I know is chicken suit sells. And, and where did you get a chicken suit? Uh, Nick. Nick the delivery guy. I borrowed one of his chicken outfits. One of his chicken outfits. The man has more than one chicken outfit. Well, you know, he's gone for different occasions. I and mean, there's Christmas. It's a little more festive. And, you know, there's a little hat. And, and which one are you wearing today? It's more of a classic look. Just your standard chicken on the street, passing out flyers. Okay, all right. How are you? One second. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm, I'm trying to work here. Well, I'm, you can just go around me and make your way. Howard. You just walk around me. Ha- Howard. I mean, I'm a chicken. What can I say? I, mean, I got feathers. I got wings. I got a big tail sticking out. You have a big tail? I'm a large chicken. I'm a fairly large individual as it is. Are you sure this is all a joke? Yes, Howard, he's lying. How do you know that the lie is not the lie? That maybe I'm living the reality, and to make you look like an idiot, he's telling you that it's a lie. To make me look like an idiot. I'm not wearing a chicken outfit. I'm proud to wear a chicken outfit. I'd wear a pig outfit, I'd dress as a raccoon if I had to. The men selling tasty treats from a canteen truck. You ever work on the construction site, John? No, Howard. You ever get your hands dirty working in the quarry? Neither of you. Oh, excuse me, sir. My hands are like leather. Okay, my hands are like baseball mitts. What are your hands like? I... Probably soft as a penguin's tummy. I'm telling you, when it's six in the morning and there's mist in the air and the whole world's asleep, and you hear that canteen truck, that sweet, sweet siren sound, you know you're going to have coffee that tastes like dishwater, but it'll be the sweetest coffee you ever had, my friend. And I'm telling you, if there was a stanky to accompany that, I'd be first in line. Okay, all right. Hey, have... I got a job to do. Oh, yeah, you do your job. Bye, folks. Here you go. It's a coupon, yeah. 30% off on your third stanky. Don't, don't throw it on the ground. You know, you, you're rude and you litter. All right. Howard, why don't you just go home and get out of the chicken outfit, all right? And I'll talk to you later. I'm not going home. You know, the great irony is that I have never flown higher than I have today dressed as this flightless bird. What are you telling me? I'm loving this. I'm, I'm with the public. I mean, you I'm making like children the... smile. No, Howard, you're depressing children. Children feel sorry for you. No, no, no. No one's clucking their tongues at my ideas. Get it? Clucking? Yeah, I get that, Howard. I've been working on some of my chicken-related puns, you know. Very nice. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm hot in this thing, but I'm having a great time. You know, when I see a person dressed up in some kind of animal suit, I want to hug them. I want to have my picture taken with them. I mean, this is amazing. See, I'm making people laugh right now. Hey, folks. How you doing today? Have a good day. Howard, don't you have any shame? Making people happy. Getting phone numbers from beautiful women. Yeah, I have some shame, John. You're not getting phone numbers from beautiful women, Howard. Oh, yeah. Women love a man in uniform, John. No, Howard, I'm sure you're misreading the situation. They love it. They love the chicken suit. When they were little girls, they saw a man in a chicken suit. They trusted him. They had a great time. Maybe they had a Disneyland experience. I don't know. Even the word, just the word itself, chicken. Nobody can sound bad saying chicken. Say chicken. Chicken. I'm not going to say it. Just say the word chicken. Chicken. See? It's so cute and endearing. Chicken. Watch here. Here comes another woman. I'm going to serenade her. Watch this. Okay. Hello, miss. How are you? Chicken on a bun.
exchanging poultry. Fun for everyone, like Roger Daltrey. Hey, yeah, what are you doing later? I, okay. Next time. So, so I don't understand. So you're just going to spend the rest of the afternoon hanging out downtown wearing a chicken costume? Yeah, I'll spend the rest of the afternoon. Howard, really? This is so silly. Hang on one second, okay? There's some teenagers coming this way. Hey, dudes. What's up, y'all? <laughs> just as a chicken. That's right. Being dressed like a chicken's pretty cool, you know what I'm saying? Diggy, 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 Ah! Okay, let's move along. Move along, kids. That's right, I'm tough. I'm a tough piece of meat. It's hard to be tough just like a chicken. Okay, Howard, you're going to end up getting hurt. Listen, you have no reason to be out there. Why don't you just go? I'm not, I'm not going home. I found purpose like this, John. Well, no, Howard, there's no purpose. I mean, I feel you... like this is a second skin. There's no way I'm taking this thing off. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Okay, Howard, I'm tired of trying to convince you. You do your thing. i got to go back to work. I'm recording a monologue for the radio show. The radio show. Okay, so oh, I'll... Oh, John, that's it. Wh- what? You just gave me a purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, have your attention, please. Don't be shy. Come forth. That's right. Jonathan Goldstein put me in this chicken suit to help promote his show. No, 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 no. Tab. Not a great idea. Why am I dressed like a chicken, you may ask? Howard. To represent that chicken of the airwaves, no. Jonathan Goldstein. Howard, don't... No, no, no. Officer, no. Oh, boy. Just call the CBC. Oh, don't, don't. No, no, they've authorized this. No. Just Jonathan Goldstein. Howard, you're going to get me in trouble. There's a flyer, by the way. Talking about chicken. Chicken's a popular word, but anywhere you go, you're bound to find a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. On Wiretap Today, you heard Gregor Ehrlich, Joshua Carpati, and Howard Chakowitz. Wiretap is produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Mira Bergwintonic and Crystal Duhame. Subscribe to the podcast through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap, where you can also download the latest wiretap ringtone. Shake your tail feather with every ring of your phone. Also King Henry III, but Columbus was smart, said you can't fool me, I think it ain't nothing.